What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 96 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Uh, you know, you know, same old, same old, just give, dropping some big news on you right before we get started, uh, <laughs> this time with ASMR, uh, uh -huh. you know. No, I uh, love it. Love it, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of hard to well something's kind of hard anyway let's uh let's go right i have a weird energy today man this week is like i i, I was talking about it in the pre-show i've got a wedding coming up this weekend and i also have a ton of work that i need to get done like tomorrow at the office and uh it, i was just thrown for a loop my daughter also had off this past monday because of easter she goes to a christian school so they get like easter monday off as well and uh yeah, it's just been I've just been all all over the place. Damn. I've I've got three big week and weeks coming up in a row. Friday is my wife's thirtieth. Um so, so there's that. The following week is uh pretty much like the Muslim. We we talked about this we talked about this before, right? We're like the same age. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you cradle robbed her. Right? What? Oh we met in college. It was fine. <laughs> 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 anyway go ahead uh, yeah then uh, the following week is uh the muslim equivalent of uh christmas so uh there's that and then the weekend after is mother's day so she's got three three weeks in a row where she's getting spoiled and i'm like uh what do i do after the first one yeah no that's always rough i like you know my my wife and my son their birthdays are right after christmas so it always becomes one of those things where like i've got christmas then my son's birthday, then my wife's birthday a week later, and then Valentine's Day is less than a month after that. And it's, it's just like, fair. what? Like, like what? Um, so I, I feel your pain. I, I can relate. Yeah. Thankfully, I think Mother's Day is already planned. But then like, she's like, what do you want to do for Father's Day? And I was like, let me play video games. That's like, that, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's oftentimes that's like my go-to, you know, is like, hey, let's have breakfast. And then you guys leave me alone. Yeah. Let me forget I'm a fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, what we've been playing this week. Uh, like I said during the pre-show, we've got a lot of news this week. And uh, my allergies are killing me. I don't know if yours have been acting up since the change of the weather. And now we're getting fully into spring. But it's like, it's been bad, man. Are, are we... Are we in spring? Because <laughs> I feel like it goes like yeah, to right. 70, 80, and then it goes back down to 40. Yeah. In, it's going to be warm day. this weekend again. So, but uh, And that's that's even worse, right? We're fully in. Look, it's always yeah. been April showers bring May flowers, right? It's only the past few years where it's been like, hey, yeah, no, rain doesn't exist anymore. So uh, April's going to be nice. But this year seemed like kind of a return to form. And but that destroys my allergies, right? Because you get all this pollen up, then the rain washes it all off the plants and stuff like that, and pits it out in there, and then oh, just a back and forth nightmare. Anyway, yeah. as far as speaking of nightmares, <laughs> but before you jump into that, I know okay. you had a transition lined up. It's fine. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there that has like followed us on Twitch and subscribed and supported us. We had our first payday last week. Yes, I sir. was very excited. I yep. sent Rob a text and he's like, cool. <laughs> oh, no, it's just, hold on. You know what it is? It's, I don't remember. Oh, hold on. See, now you're going to make me look this up. So you sent me the message. Uh, was it like in the middle of the night or early at morning? At 8.25 p.m. on the 
15th. What was that? Friday night. I think I was watching Moon Knight with my wife. Okay. And so, like, I looked at it. I, I think I did, like, one of the auto responses real quick. And then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get back to him later. Or we'll talk about it during the podcast or before the podcast. And then I forgot. Because I haven't seen any of that money yet. I mean, I know you said we got paid. It seems like you got paid. L- l- listen, all I need is a Venmo, a Zelle, or a cat. No, yeah, I don't I use know. Cash App. No, that's, you're right. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much, those two who yeah. do support us and, and who are here week in and week out. Uh, I know we keep talking about, you know, doing more more content uh, on the channel. And I promise you it, it will come. Um, I just, you know what it is, is I, I just need to start streaming whenever i have the time because there are days when i'm here during the day and the kids are at school and stuff like that where i'm like i should just hop on and stream right now like who cares um i think the other problem is is just finding something that i want to stream you know mm-hmm. uh, anyway that. let's talk yes. about what we've been playing what i was playing you ruined my transition i finished ghostwire tokyo uh um, okay um how many wires are in this game uh there's just well there's the ghost wire right like Wait, uh that's actually a thing yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it, yeah essentially it's like uh, you know the have you uh, this isn't much of a spoiler what part of the the gameplay loop is you collect these souls and then you're sending them back to essentially like the real world so they can get be back with their body you know because right now tokyo is engulfed in this bubble that seems to just be affecting it and nothing outside of it um and so that's the like you you do that by getting on this phone you go to pay phones you open up the thing it's like a computer system behind there anyway and that's how you transfer them so it's like a money wire or you know a ghost wire in this case uh um, that's good that's you know I, I did not know that and i actually really appreciate that from a yeah. dad from a dad perspective <laughs> uh i i enjoyed it i i think this is a I think this. I think this game could have been great. Honestly, I think this game has had the potential to be like an a eight nine. Uh, I think it's firmly a seven. I think that this is the perfect like Game Pass game where it's one of those. If you weren't gonna play it beforehand, but now it's gonna come to Game Pass and you know give or take a year, uh, it's definitely worth playing there. I'm probably gonna play it again and actually try to do more of the side quests and and get closer to 100%ing it. Uh, it's also not that long. I think I beat it. My actual gameplay time was somewhere around 12 hours um and i was doing some side quests here and there i i just think that it it very much is the abilities that you get you could just end up spamming the same ones and get through the whole game that way so it can feel very repetitive Uh, i i took the approach of being like all right which enemies seem to respond best to which attacks and even though I could just like brute force my way through this, let me mix things up. And I ended up making the fun, you know, because I actually think uh, the combat can be fun and the abilities are fun. Uh, I wish there was more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you kind of get everything in the first, you know, quarter of the game and then your arsenal doesn't expand much beyond that. There's also certain aspects of the combat that I didn't engage with at all. There are like talisman, uh, which I think are probably suited better for like playing stealth, uh, taking a stealth approach. But um but yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it on this podcast before already. A bunch. Of, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, my final score on, on this would be like a seven. Um, I would probably wait until it comes to Game Pass if that's an option for you. If not, if you're solely on uh, PlayStation and you're you seem at all on the fence, I would say go ahead and do it, especially if you can find like a sale. 
All right, real quick, the other game I've been playing is one that I've gone back to. So I, 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 I there's no secret that I play a lot of battle royales. I play a lot of shooters. And right now there is a little bit of a drought when it comes to big releases. I'm using this time to go ahead and, and catch up on some of my back catalog, but I've also been bouncing around um, between shooters, you know, playing some Fortnite, playing some Apex. And I've had Rogue Company, which is by Hi-Res Studios, you know, uh, a company behind Smite, on my console downloaded since it launched. I really enjoyed it when it first came out, but for whatever reason, got bounced off of it just because of other releases. And it was kind of one of those out of sight, out of mind scenarios. And for those that don't know, Rogue Company is a 4v4 third person shooter, round based kind of in the same vein of like Valorant, okay? except or or CSGO, where you are purchasing weapons. And in this case, each character, because it's also a character shooter, has a, a specific loadout to them. And so you're leveling up that weapon. Now, if you it has a mechanic where if you master other people's weapons up to level five, you can then unlock those for every other operative and you can use them um, with anybody. And so, or at least with anybody that uses that specific class, you know, whether it be SMG or assault rifle. Anyway, the basic premise is the main game mode is called demolition. One team has a bomb they're trying to plant. The other team is trying to defending, uh, defend it, uh, defend these two points, and it's one life. Okay, no response. Now you can down someone and get them back up, uh, which is a little different than, say, Valorant or, or Counter-Strike. But outside of that, if you've ever played those games, you understand what the basic gameplay loop. Now, what those changes like Valorant is that these different characters have uh, abilities and they have ultimates and so um there is some trying to figure out like what your team make up and, and how at the end of the day though like gunplay is king the some of the abilities are really strong but at the end of the day if you're not hitting people with your shots that that's what's going to make a difference i i'm telling you I, I i had it i kept it installed for a reason man this game feels really good to play it's so like it controls so tight and the shooting is so satisfying and uh i think it's surprising that considering like how you know secretly big smite is smite has a huge player base obviously it's not as uh popular or well known as like a league of legends but it has this huge player base i'm kind of shocked that this game didn't kind of pick up as much as uh as i think it should have uh i really do think it's like a a, a sleeper out there and anybody who's interested in a Valorant-like experience, but is only on console or prefers third-person shooter over a first-person shooter, I, I can highly recommend give it a shot. I mean, like I said, it's free to play. You can unlock all the characters just by playing the game and, and getting the in-game currency. Um, I've, I've had a good time. I will say, though, that I am <laughs> running into a little bit of a problem where I haven't played this game in a year plus, and... I am constantly top scoring on my team, which is not what I want to see, <laughs> uh, especially when this game has like a ranked mode, you know, like, yeah, I I'd like a little help out here and it's just not not happening. And so that is the one downside to it. Um, I got to convince all my friends to download it and play so I can have another game to be disappointed with them in. <laughs> with them in. Um, but that wraps up what I've been playing. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. I, I mean, you know, obviously I've been playing. Soul Faithful's Fortnite Apex Legends, but nothing new to add there. And what about you, Bilal? Yeah, so I picked up 13 Sentinels 
Aegis Rim on the Nintendo Switch. I had this on a PS4, but I ended up dropping it due to some major release. Or I think this was just around the time of COVID. So I think it fell victim to my me returning to League of Legends when COVID started. Um, <laughs> I anyway. uh, I bought this game. It was on sale at some point in the past two years for like 5 or $10, mm-hmm. maybe $15 on the PlayStation. And was like, I'm going to play this as soon as I finish Persona 5. And we it all came know out right after went, so. It also came out right after Persona 5 Royal. So um, there was also that going on as well. Uh, but that also got dropped for League of Legends. But no, like 13 Sentinels, you play as 13 different characters, uh, high schoolers for the most part, uh, across different time periods in Japan uh, who all have these Sentinels to ward off against this invasion uh, i'm not sure if it's like mecha or aliens uh i think it's been a while since i last played it uh, and i just played through the intro for um the switch version so far but the game plays beautifully i um it, it's much in line with a visual novel um where you you have a character you move across the screen inter- you can interact with like uh you know npcs on the screen um but the, I think the strong selling point here is the story for 13 Sentinels is batshit crazy. Uh, you got time travel, you've got uh, plot twists after plot twists, uh, and it's been praised nonstop for uh, how well it does. Uh, and I got to agree, like, the writing is fantastic. Um, uh, writing's fantastic. The way it, uh, the story starts to unravel is great. Uh, it has a really nice sci-fi elements to it. Uh, as well, uh, I I think where it, it might lose some minor points for me is, and this is not just Thirteen Sentinels' fault. I feel like this is with a lot of Japanese games that get localized. I kind of wish, um, you know, even though the game takes place in Japan, they would drop the honorifics uh, for people's names in the English dub. So it's like, uh, like. I wish they would drop the Chan, the San, uh, the, the, uh, like you keep Senpai because I think that that one works. But like when you're talking in English, if you're using the English dub, it just it, it just feels adds a little bit of cringe for me <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, so I, I kind of wish they would drop that. Um, but other than that, it feels great. I, I there's a battle mode as well where you control your Sentinels. It's kind of like this over view map where like your sentinels are like these little green arrows uh it's nothing flashy and you have like these invading forces that are like or represented represented by like orange like galaga-esque um uh creatures uh and so i actually preferred that to the ps4 version like playing it in handheld just felt more right Uh, and so it i you know i i've it feels good. There are some minor updates they have made to the Switch version over the PS4 one that the PS4 one didn't see, where like they've done some balancing with some of the weapons in uh, the PS4 version. You could like use these turrets to us handle all the levels, like taking away all the difficulty mm-hmm. uh, from the game. So, uh, so other than that, um, it's it's been good. Uh, it looks absolutely gorgeous on a regular Switch. Um, as well as an OLED, so uh, if you, either way, just pick it up. I don't think you're losing anything uh, going either PS4 or uh, Switch on this one. 
Uh, maybe it's cheaper on PS4 right now because it's been out for over two years, but it, it's really good. Um, and then other than that, uh, I have also been playing some Halo Infinite. Uh, so <laughs> Halo Infinite Season 1 is ending May 2nd, I think it's the last day, so I'm trying to wrap that battle pass. I went in, it was fun, like uh, they added a free-for-all a Slayer mode, mm-hmm. uh, which was a lot more fun than I anticipated. Uh, they didn't have this at launch uh, or in a couple months after. Uh, so it must have been a new, a pretty recent addition. Well, I had a lot of fun with that. They reset the arena rankings as well, which is like a blessing for me because I got to a point where every time I tried playing ranked, it, the competition was just way too sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, I either doing really, I, I'm either doing really good or it's a complete nightmare and I'm just getting wrecked. Uh, I the game desperately needs more maps. I know they're bringing in one new arena one, um, and then one big team one. I don't think that's enough. It really needs, I uh, really need some more maps. Uh, you know, there's some rumors over the weekend as well of uh, the battle royale mode and more of the details leaking mm-hmm. on that, which looks exciting. Uh, yeah, they're saying either season three or season four, according to rumors for that. I really hope it. You know, I really hope it lands and it does well, because um, maybe it's the maybe it's the side piece that Halo desperately needs um, outside of uh, the arena. I mean, the game's still fantastic. Uh, yeah, multiplayer is a blast to play. Um, but other than that, yeah, um, it, it's still Halo. I got I think fifteen more levels to grind out, and it shouldn't be bad. I played like forty five well, minutes, got four the- levels. It was easy. <laughs> the the good thing is is one of the things they implemented is that battle pass never expires so you can choose between that battle pass and if you get the next one or the one after and and still make progress on it um yeah but you know i don't want to waste i know yeah yeah no i got you Uh, i'm the same way most of the time um and that wraps up what you've been playing right yeah uh i got i i did get a review copy for one game um that i'm working through I, what when do we record next week? I won't be able to talk about it next week because okay. it, 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 the embargo lifts on Thursday. All right. So, well, let's let's see if we can do yeah. a stream, yeah. on Thursday then, and and yeah. then like you know we'll do the regular podcast and then we'll do a special stream specifically for that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited on that one. Uh, I'll talk to you more about the details. So I have some ideas on uh, how we can do it. Uh, All right, that'll be some good stuff. Nice. All right, let's go ahead and get. Right into the news. The First news. up, I, I I am not a Club Penguin person. Okay, I've, never never you know. got into it. Never. It just kind of like I think the closest thing I ever did as far as like this kind of stuff online is concerned is uh, Neopets, <laughs> and so and that was for like a week and a half or something like that. So I think I think this was just past. Uh, maybe we were like five years yeah, yeah, yeah. older than needed. Yeah. Um, my wife tells a story of how her little sister was had a Club Penguin account, and then when she stepped away from the computer, they went in and then started cursing and got her character, her Penguin <laughs> banned. <laughs> and she was so upset with them. I, oh my I, I gosh. I laugh every time I hear that story. Well, so Club Penguin had been shut down uh, in 2017, and then Club Penguin Island was shut down in 2018. But fans are going to fan, and they went ahead and made an unofficial 
clone of uh, Club Penguin. And that has now been shuttered. And three people were arrested over this. Didn't they uh, put... Weren't they putting ads on this or something like that? Uh, let's see. Club Penguin Online was forced offline in 2020. And then one person was arrested on suspicion of possessing indecent images of children. Yikes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then once that's the different site. So once that website was closed, players allegedly moved on to Club Penguin Rewritten, which is the one that we're currently talking about now. And uh, and apparently that that version didn't seem to be much better as far as like safety and oversight is concerned. Um, and then so they were arrested on suspicion of distributing materials infringing copyright. All three have been released pending an investigation. Uh, blah, Can you imagine blah, blah. just that, being in jail and, and, like, and the yes. guy's like, the guy's just like, exactly. what are you in for? That's, uh, that's the I'll only ran. reason to bring this story up is because how how do you explain that? You know? I murdered someone. I ran a Club Penguin site <laughs> <laughs> illegally. What's yep. Club Penguin? Oh, uh, God. Uh, people, this is, I mean, it's funny because it seems, it feels kind of weird, right, to throw someone in jail and prosecute someone over something like this when, when you know, Disney themselves shuttered Club Penguin. Uh, but I also understand that you have to protect your IP. Like, I do get that from a business perspective. I just think it's really funny, like you said, to get arrested for something like this and have to explain, like, what you're doing time for. <laughs> Just a mugshot, and underneath like Club Penguin. <laughs> um, I, it's weird. Like you know, Disney is such a company built, especially in the like the last de decade, built on nostalgia. Uh, like, you think they would just want to bring it back and monetize that? I mean, of it yeah, maybe, form? maybe they will. You know, yeah. and maybe that's part of the reason why they are so uh, aggressive with this. But they, uh, Disney, has always protected their their IP and their images. I mean, look at all the stories about. People, you're not allowed to cosplay as characters at as an adult at the Disney parks. Like they will throw you out if you go there in character as an adult. Uh, kids is fine, but that's how, like, like I said, that's how protective they are of of their IP. Mm -hmm. um, all right, next bit of news: Gloomhaven's digital adaptation is getting its first big chunk of DLC. Little news for Bilal and friends. Jaws yeah. of the Lion will feature four new playable mercenaries and 25 new scenarios. That's a lot. It, so, <laughs> uh, it's, let's see, it's coming out uh, May 17th on Steam and, and uh, GOG. And as part of a special promotion, players will be able to pre-purchase Jaws of the Lion with a 15% discount for $15.29. It will include 25 new scenarios, including 10 new enemies and bosses, and offer players four new mercenaries to choose from. Uh... Blah, blah, blah. Same as can play it in single or four-player online co-op. Now, how how is your guys' current campaign going? Like, the reality is this is coming out in, what, three weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Are you guys going to be even finished, like, the scenarios what, you're currently working through? No, yeah, yeah. The, okay, that, I think there's, like, oh, God, like, 80 campaigns or something in base Gloomhaven. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you can be locked out of uh them as well let me see gloomhaven base campaign missions you gotta be careful with that uh predictive <laughs> browser history yeah uh, there's nothing nothing to worry about with mine 
yeah, there, there's probably a shit ton here. Um, even like the book, like the campaign list just goes. Listen, I, goes. I, I, I think this is very cool. I, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a huge tabletop board game player. Uh, and I, I am a sucker for buying expansions when it comes to those. Actually, recently I just bought like six new board games and or, or expansions for previously owned games. And so to see the digital version get get this kind of DLC and, and it be that substantial and stuff like that, like is is very cool. Um, yeah. So they have um, the Fr Frost Haven's been, I think they did the Kickstarter two years ago. Mm -hmm. On the two year anniversary just passed. Like I, I'm hoping the turnaround for Frost Haven isn't too long because while I like having the physical edition, the setup time just takes way too long. So yeah, I, you know I'm I'm glad Jealous of Lion came. Uh, it, it's coming because I believe they made like a simplified version of it as well, um, where it was it's quick and easy to play. But yeah, I, I'll probably end up picking this up. But I'll see with the guys first <laughs> how far yeah. we can go. You know, yeah. we should. Uh, yeah, like Ali's in chat. I also promised to play Gloomhaven with him and a few other friends. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's just like what you have to remember is like a scenario can take you an hour or more to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like even if you know what you're doing. And so when you lose a scenario, it's a pain. So like 25 scenarios is like 25 hours of content. Uh, and four characters are like four new mechanics of how to play that game. Uh, so it, yeah, it, if you already own Gloomhaven and you're digging it, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, I, I just, I know it's, <laughs> I know it's uh, not something everyone will play, but I kind of wish more people would give it a shot. Like I kind of hope there's I a mean, console version that comes so, out. So actually it's funny. I, I've been talking to my friends and, and one of my buddies is currently in the middle of a PC build, uh, Taylor, who I've mentioned on the podcast and you know, he's in the middle of a PC build. And at that point, most of our, our, our group of, of gaming from that side We'll all have PCs, and so we are probably going to look into possibly doing something like this because we all love like tabletop simulator, mm -hmm. and so to have something a little bit more um, in depth and, and and kind of like you said set up for us, kind of streamlining it and stuff like that, uh, I I would be one hundred percent down. We actually just recently started playing for the king on console again. Um, I haven't played that. It, it's very much like a. It's it's similar. It's it, you'll have to. Yeah, I don't have time to get into it right now. But it is also like difficult, right? Like we failed the first scenario we played last night because it had been so long since we played. And so uh and when you fail, you have to start all the way from the beginning on, on that particular <sighs> scenario. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I mean I think I think it's very, very cool. Another thing that I think is very, very cool is that No More Heroes 3 is coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox this fall. And is, I mean is this. this cool? Like I, I <laughs> know, I mean it. I, I I have this weird, you know what it is? It's because of the Wii, right? It's because yeah. the, No More Heroes was one of the first games I played with, you know, played on the Wii. Uh, maybe not one of the, it definitely wasn't one of the first ones, obviously, because it came out a little bit after launch. But it, it's one of the ones that sticks out in my head. And I know the reason it sticks out in my head is because I was in college and juvenile. And the way you charged up your attacks for the saber was, you know, making this motion with the Wii. <laughs> yeah, and yes. so, like, it will forever just, like, live in my head. Uh, and then when this came out, I was I, I there was many times where I was looking at it and I thought about pulling the trigger and getting it on Switch. Now, it came out to like ho-hum reviews. And so I ended up not doing that. But if they can, uh, if they release it on the Xbox and 
as they say, it's expected to release this fall and it's going to come with improved HD visuals, frame rates and faster loading times. Like if they improve frame rates and, and loading times, I will 100% be down to, to give this a play and give this a try. I think I, we need I like I, I like weird, like not self-serious games like this. And I think we need more of those now. On the other hand, they have to be good, right? Like, yeah, it, it's not enough to be uh, like Polygon's review of No More Heroes 3 says it's a fascinating and off kilter game. Now, that's not <laughs> enough, right? Uh, yeah. But I was under a center of forums when uh, reading this news story and I was like, I was like mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. But I, I, you know, a lot of people were excited about the improved HD visuals, frame rates, you know, yeah, switch, switch is a switch. Like, at the end of right. the day, uh, it's not the most powerful console, but you can have decent time with it for sure. But a lot of the complaints I ended up seeing was like, that's all fine. You could have a smooth 60 with this 4k resolution, but at just the problem still is the core gameplay uh, loop in this. Um, I mean, we'll see how, how it turns out. And if it is enough to kind of bring it yeah. and to elevate it across I'm, the board. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm actually curious on your thoughts of the, on, on the, when you play it later this year, because yeah. I know at, towards the end of the, last year, we I was like, you were so pumped for this and you never, yep. you never got around to playing it. No, I think, I think this is definitely, and this is definitely one of those types of games that I, even if it's, I might stream it just so that if it is bad, we can still get content out of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we're going into a block of news that is just like, what are we Holl doing? Hollywood? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? You know? <laughs> Uh, the first one up is Netflix gets ready to launch Exploding Kittens TV show and game. Bilal, you were Amazing. the first one to introduce me to Exploding I've, Kittens. Listen, if there was, I think this was before like affiliate links and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. When if, you were just a, a, a non-paid evangelist. A, like, yeah, I would have been a top tier influencer <laughs> for Exploding Kittens. I sold yeah. more copies of this yeah. than like, I would have been the Joel Olstein of, but you know, like a, a decent person. Uh-huh. No, I got you, got you. Uh, of, uh of this i saw this i saw this on instagram like i followed the oatmeal and i saw i was like what how is it, how are you gonna make this a tv show so uh, yeah, yeah. Let, go go through it yeah so the is news is so exploding clinton's coming to netflix is both a tv show and a game the upcoming television show will be an adult animated comedy where god and the devil are sent to earth in the form of chonky house cats the show will hit netflix in 2023 and feature the voice talents of Tom Ellis, who I believe played the titular Lucifer and Lucifer, right? Yeah. Abraham Lim, Lucy Liu, uh, Ali Mackey, Mark Prokes, and Sashir Zamata. Uh, I mean, that is a decent cast. I mean, whatever. It, at the end of the day, like when it comes to animated stuff, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, this famous person's attached, you know? Like, yeah. there's plenty of animated stuff with famous people and just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you're a great voice actor. But nevertheless, I, I, who knows, man? This could be a good time. It very much is like, why? But if it's good, it's good. You know, I probably would have said the same thing about, you know, honestly, Castlevania being an anime when they, when they first announced that. Obviously, this is very different. But uh, and then on the other hand, the upcoming Exploding Kittens, the game mobile game will launch on Netflix in May. I keep forgetting that Netflix has like games, you know. Uh, it'll so, be so. It, it, just to, um, I I think this is different than what you're thinking because Netflix has two types of games now. Yes, they have they have the mobile app ones where if you're on your phone, yep. uh, iOS or Android, you can yep. go and just download an app that is that game. They've also started like actual like 
tile channel games like trivia crack i don't know yes. if you remember that from so i i played the first episode and dominated yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so they're actually doing like daily yeah. trivia crack and I imagine Exploding Kittens will work somewhere along the same way. But that makes me wonder, are we going to start getting like Netflix gamer tags or something for Exploding Kittens? Oh, oh maybe. Because if I want to play with friends on my TV. Yeah, anyway, so the mobile game will launch on Netflix in May. It'll basically be a mobile version of the card game with two new cards exclusive to the next Netflix version. Radar, which reveals the location of the exploding kitten closest to the top of the deck, and Flip Flop, which reverses the order of the deck. There are no plans to integrate elements of the animated show. Oh, there are plans to integrate elements of the animated show into the game. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, <laughs> sure, whatever, man. I, I... <sighs> you know, this is not even this is not even the tip of the iceberg in terms of like batshit crazy. Um... Hollywood video oh. game related news. news yeah, it's yes. got to be this next one, right? Yeah, this, I yeah. so Malia was in the kitchen for this next one, okay. and I was like, I was like, hey, Warner Brothers is doing a Minecraft movie, and yep. she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I was like, guess who's just starring in it? And she's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I was like, Jason fucking Momoa. <laughs> yeah, and, this and is she's a, this just is, like, what? <laughs> this is a movie that's been in the works since 2014. Uh. And it's a project that's changed hands multiple times. We're currently on the at least the fourth director. I, I, I don't even know what to say, man. Uh, well, back in 2019, Minecraft developer Mojang said, the movie will center on a teenage girl and her unlikely group of adventurers. After the male malevolent Ender Dragon sets out on a path of destruction, they must save their beautiful, blocky overworld. Uh... <laughs> is he uh, the ender uh, the ender dragon the, uh, 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 that's the only way this makes sense to me steve carell was reportedly that. tapped and to star in it in 2016 and this is a live action movie isn't it like i'm guessing it is i think i read that somewhere i don't think it's supposed to be an and i i don't know man this is <laughs> all I know, you know is what? this movie is gonna make gangbusters just because it has my it's Minecraft yeah. content. As much as I enjoyed Detective Pikachu and and the first Sonic movie, and now I hear the second one is is doing fantastic. I'm starting to think that those were mistakes. <laughs> that we shouldn't have opened the door on on this kind of stuff being okay and, and happening. Well, I mean, look, if it ends up being good, it ends up being good. But. Yeah, this is where like. Every time I hear about Netflix doing a One Piece live action series, I, I just sit there and I'm like, this, why Why would you do this? This is Have you not watched live action anime adaptations? Did you not see what you did to Death Note? <laughs> um, uh, so I will say that this next bit of news is actually the only one that kind of makes sense to me. Yes. And that's probably the best. <laughs> yeah. And so John Wick creator is turning Sega Streets of Rage into a movie. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog producer DJ2 Entertainment is in charge of the adaptation. It's uh, So, a Streets of Rage movie adaptation is in the works from John Wick franchise creator Derek Kolstad. Kolstad reportedly wrote the film script, and as I already stated, Sonic the Hedgehog producer will be producing the adaptation. I, listen, sure, you can do anything with Streets of Rage, right? Like, yeah, there's the like whole... Billy that... Zapka from Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first, like, that first one, you know, uh... What's her name gets kidnapped, and then you guys are 
trying to save her and stuff like that. But you don't need to do that. Like it, all all the premises is that it's it's gritty. There's organized crime, and you have one or two people just kicking the crap out of everybody, right? I just so want it's essentially to punch a wall and find yeah, like a turkey or something. Listen, it's already John Wick. Like it doesn't take a long, it doesn't take much to turn John Wick into a Streets of Rage. Uh, also, a side note: Streets of Rage Four, absolutely fantastic. It's everybody also should, leaving Game Pass. Yes, everybody should play that before it leaves. Uh, it's it's it. It, it's great. It's a very good time. Maybe we'll uh, do a fun stream. How long is it? I it is pretty long. It's not that long if you sit down and just play it. And if you're not having, if you're not struggling with it, I think uh, okay. depending on what difficulty you have it on, it does get a little bit difficult. Um, but it's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, this this like I said, this is the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. You know, I I could 100% see this working and and being solid. You know, as as solid as 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 a John Wick. I love the John Wick franchise. Nobody's saying that they're fine art, right? I think they're fantastic movies, super easy watches, and this could be on that same level. I easy. think the sad thing about Streets of Rage is that most people will think it's just a movie and not based off a game. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, probably. We'll be, we'll be the ones like, it's just based off a video game, you know that? And yeah. then people are like, I don't, I don't care. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you telling yeah. me this? I just want popcorn. Yeah. Stop bothering me, nerd. Uh, all right. Some more new, some, you know, more good news as far as I'm concerned. And that's only to say that I think the Streets of Rage movie is good news. Uh, Amy Henning is going to get her Star Wars game after all. Uh, a new Star Wars game is in development at Skydance New Media, the interactive studio founded in 2019 by game director Amy Henning. Lucasfilm Games and Skydance announced Tuesday. Now, for those who don't know, Henning was previously slated to work on the franchise at EA's Visceral Games. And that was, what was that one? That was called uh, Projects Ragtag? Ragtag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it looks like she's going to, you know, get it after all. She said in the news release, I've often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indelibly. Henning said in a news release, I'm elated to be working with Lucasfilm's games again to tell interactive stories in this galaxy that I love. Now, Amy Henning used to be over at Naughty Dog worked on the uncharted franchise most famously and stuff like that so uh i anticipate that it will be you know a very and, and the studio as a whole seems to be set out to make these triple a cinematic narrative focused game you know um and this is actually the second title that has been announced coming from them the first title being an untitled marvel game which again a narrative driven blockbuster action adventure game uh yeah i'm in you know it's one of those things where like Again, it's hard. I, I said this with the. Uh, oh, why am I blanking on her name right now? The one that was at Ubisoft with Assassin's Jade Creed. Jade Raymond. Thank you, Jade Raymond. It, it's hard to get too excited when we haven't seen anything actually come from this studio yet, right? Yeah. Um, or from these creators in a very long time. Yes. Um, I think with Amy Hennig, it, she, you know, I think ever since she left Naughty Dog and. I think Neo was it Neo Druckmann that took over Uncharted Four. Yeah. Like Hennig has moved studio to studio, and it's just like it's just one project closing after another. And I know she can do amazing things. Yeah. Uh, and I just want I just want her to put out something, and so she can just be like, finally, you know, like it's been. I feel like it's been a decade since we've seen something out of her. Yeah, I because it probably has actually when we go back and yeah. look at it. Uh, but I, you know, it's also one of the things that like I'm just excited for 
a a, a good Star Wars game to come mm-hmm. out, right? Um, and and there's like there's like we, seven in development, <laughs> right? So we have the the follow up to Fallen Order, which I, I anticipate to be fantastic because I love that first one so much. Uh, of course, Quantic Dreams, Star Wars Eclipse, if that ever actually does come out, um, is probably going to be trash. So I don't have my hopes up for that. And then an open world Star Wars game adventure from Ubisoft Massive Entertainment. I mean, there's a there's Old Republic a, remake, yeah. Hunters. There's a lot uh, respawns, first person shooter. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars coming, but those licenses like things should be done there's so many stories i mean we're seeing it in disney plus right with marvel with star wars is that like honestly some of the best stories being told right now are on the fringes you know they're outside of the main storyline overarching storyline i mean that's what made fallen order so good right is that yeah it does have a, a, a big cameo in it at one point but uh for the most part it's its own story set in that universe and there's so much that can be done there oh well, you mentioned, uh, for those who missed the pre-show, I came in really hot on, on the podcast, and Bilal's theory was that it was due to today being 420. That is not the case. However, something that did come about is Snoop Dogg comes to Call of Duty with an operator bundle just in time for 420. Oh my god, this character model. <laughs> uh, listen, not... So... I, so he comes in and it comes in with a, a, a new operator bundle, which brings a character modeled after himself, some weapons that have all kinds of weed leaves plastered all over the weapons. Uh, there's also a new uh, uh, finishing move and, and there's emblems and calling cards and, and all that stuff. I, the, the only thing that is important to me and that I actually care about is I was watching some you know streamers play it and stuff like that is all the voice lines that they have it's just like you know that game is actually a very chatty game because the characters are are constantly calling things out for you and you know uh which helps if you're not actually communicating with your team right there's a reason behind that and and he's making all the call outs as you would expect snoop dogg to be making the call outs and it's pretty fantastic it was honestly almost enough to make me want to go back and actually play this game again uh but not quite that being I said, I don't for, have the storage space. For that. <laughs> that being said, for those who are interested, the Snoop Dogg Operator Bundle will set players back twenty four hundred COD points, which costs twenty dollars in real world money. Um, which, considering that you get the character model, three skins, emblems, finishing moves, like there's a lot in this bundle. I actually think that Call of Duty is one of the few places where they're not gouging uh, players on on. The skins and stuff like that Whew, oh boy all right so <laughs> i put this one in there just for you so i thought marvel's avengers was dead right because dynamic comes out and says hey we're working on the next tomb raider and we're also helping all with the, the initiative with the perfect dark zero i i wasn't expecting many more announcements out of marvel's avengers especially not this soon but it does appear that we are getting Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor, as a playable character in Marvel's Avengers. Uh, obviously, this is to coincide with the release of Thor Love and Thunder um, coming out later this summer. And so an April development update, which focused on the upcoming 2.4 update, but also mentioned 
that in the next update 2.5, we will uh, get Jane Foster as Thor. Now, I'm just going to read their statement in whole. While we'll be coming back with specifics on timing later, we can share that it will introduce a new playable hero for all platforms, Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor. Our hero designs are driven first and foremost by their core comic book identities. So, as a fellow Wilder Molinier, her suit of abilities will have a lot in common with the Odin Sons. However, she will also have elements that are distinctly Jane. More details on how Jane will come to life in our game will be coming in the future. I just, I don't know what this game needs. I just want it to be good. I um, wish, you know what it needs? It, it, it needs to have just been that single player campaign and then doing like what if style anthology releases of different like stories of Marvel Avengers characters in the universe. Like, I don't need this persistent live service they've got going on as an excuse to watch the Marvel, like these Marvel characters interact, I could just do it in co-op or build my own party in single player. Like that would have been such a better experience across the board and would have set proper expectations for what this game was. And I, I feel like, I, I don't know, and, and who's to say, I don't know if it's the developer's decision to do this as a live service or it just so happened that from a publisher standpoint, that's what was in Vogue and everybody was, every publisher has their live service game these days, right? Um, I mean, I think there was that story uh, at it, but like Sega is trying to make Crazy <laughs> yeah. Taxi and Jet Set, Jet Set Radio, Radio, yeah. the new Fortnite. Yeah, whatever that means. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. listen, I, I, listen, this character will release. I will play this game again for a little bit, and then, I, I it, it'll be back to, you know, cold storage for it. So, 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 two things I think that work uh, for this. One, they timed it along pretty much alongside the Thor, uh, was it Love and Thunder? Love and Thunder, yep. Uh, trailer, <laughs> uh, where you know you get the reveal at the end of Natalie Portman as <laughs> Thor. Uh, God, her arms. I, so I, I, I've heard. I have not watched the trailer. Uh, I, listen. Look up at the image. I, her arms I, are just. I refuse. Wow. If it's a movie I'm definitely going to see, I refuse to watch Taylor. Yeah. No, this is what this game should have always yeah. been, though, right? Yeah. It should have been, and obviously COVID throws kind of the timetable off, and there's delays in the movies and stuff like that, but it always should have been, hey, that movie that's coming out and that you're loving and just made a billion dollars, now you can come experience that in-game with this character from that movie, you know? Or yeah. this Disney Plus show is out, come and play as this character. It The, the releases are too far apart. For this to be um for them to to be relevant it's also because they don't have a take apex legends for example right yeah. besides the fact that the core gameplay there is very very good compared to the mediocre that is morals vendors they also have a set schedule we're having a new legend release at the beginning of each season this is how long the seasons are we hit these dates every single time you know um and Marvel's Avengers just doesn't have that. There's no, there was no communication for the longest time. Communication still is is not where it needs to be, and it's because the content release just isn't where it needs to be. <laughs> have you seen their latest statements uh, in the Facebook comment section? I have not. Uh, let me read this for you then. Uh, this is from a developer uh, on the game. I think that assumes. So this is in regards to. Uh, 
and just like people asking about the roadmap because mm-hmm. there's no new roadmap. And right. So what they're saying is, I think that assumes that a roadmap's existence is a more binary thing than it is. If your definition of roadmap is a solid six plus month plan, we're ready to share with players, then no, that doesn't exist because we've released it. We would have released it if it did. If your definition is the current plan of what devs will work on for for the next X months, then yes, that definitely existed, but that's not really baked, especially for distant dates at the level that we're comfortable sharing. That's sort of what's behind uh, the updates we've been we've done recently. If we limit ourselves to a shorter time horizon, more stuff on the internal plan reaches the level of certainty, then we can talk about it in public. So don't expect a big roadmap from this game. Expect shorter updates like this out of the blue uh, by the sounds of things. Listen, and let's, I think, let's, let's I, be real. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, if this game makes it past October. September, <laughs> if there's new content after September, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I so here's the thing. I think even like you bring you brought up Apex. Apex even when it launched, had content issues like with the microtransactions, with pricing, with the what you could unlock. Like it took Apex, I think, like two or three seasons to really figure out what that looked like. Uh, but they had a strong foundational game there, right? Uh, and and that's what worked for them. Yeah, like you said with the Avengers, like I think the base there is not strong for a live service game but i think if they're able to continue to work on it figure out where they went wrong what would work better if they do somehow like if square trusts them if marvel trusts them to do a sequel maybe they what they've learned they can take and put in into that sequel like original destiny had its fair share of issues but then it had those good moments as well and then like you it a live service game is not something easy to do. It is something you learn and you adapt from. Um, you know, you know how you fix Marvel's vendors. I'm gonna tell you right now, is you make it a Diablo-like, which it already kind of is, right? But the armor and stuff that you get modifies the cosmetics. They have to be cosmetic. It can't just be a stat boost, and because then you don't care, right? I understand you're trying to sell skins and stuff like that, but, but, uh, but. You can still sell cosmetics. I'm telling you, you can still you can do both if you do it right. Um, some, some Marvel Marvel heroes, right, Rob? Just say I mean, it. that's all I really want. That's all I, knew. I also, uh, but Marvel uh, heroes, like, uh, Marvel heroes had the same problem. Like, didn't the cosmetics didn't change based on your armor that you were wearing? And so, oh, that's not great. I think again, they were just trying yeah. to sell skins. Is how they went about it. But if I recall correctly, I mean, I could be wrong. Hey, and this is, I think, my issue with Disney. Like, there are ways for them. They have they have stuff like Club Penguin, Marvel Heroes, that like people just want to play that, and yeah. they're not going back to that well. <laughs> yep. And especially now when like Marvel is so big, and you can just dig in and do movie skins and things like that. You know who is going back to the well? Sega. Sega. <laughs> Sega's Sonic Origins Retro Collection coming this June for Sonic the Hedgehog 16-bit games in one package. It will bring Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD to current gaming platforms on June 3rd. Um, apparently, that's Sonic's canonical birthday. <laughs> so Really? Yeah. It will cost $39.99, a digital deluxe version with extra perks, including more challenging missions, special character animations, and music tracks from other Genesis titles will cost $44.99. It will include a number of special features like an anniversary mode with widescreen visuals and an infinite number of lives and missions where players can earn in-game medallions by completing challenges. 
Um, yeah, this is cool. I'm kind of in on this. Also, I mean, this is great timing, right? We talked about mm-hmm. a Marvel's Avengers timing it, their announcement right with that trailer. They're timing this with the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and it getting, you know, kind of the buzz that it's get it's been getting. It probably positive reception. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, this this is is super smart. And uh have you actually gone back and played a Sonic game like the, the original? Uh, I, I think I no. did in recent years and it was just like I I, I I've played the original Sonic to death. Like I've beaten it yeah. with all the Chaos Emeralds. Um yeah. It just uh, to me like it doesn't age well. Like there yeah. are so many platformers since then uh, that have just been well, much the, much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole point behind Sonic, yeah. right? At least the way I remember it as a kid was trying to get through the levels as fast as possible and trying to keep that momentum. And and basically like there was a point where I would have my path kind of memorized on Green yeah. Hill Zone, you know, and and doing the thing where you are like you know hopping from enemy to enemy to kind of keep you know yourself moving and stuff like that um but yeah i actually maybe I, I went back to it on mobile or something like that and tried to play one of these and yeah it did not it did not feel great it looks good though like from mm-hmm. looking at this trailer like i you know if this comes to game pass i might check some of this out Never yeah i really played sonic two or three um oh i played i played sonic two and, and three a, a ton and and played uh you know uh the game's back again with as knuckles because it, uh, of course i had the cartridge yeah. where you know you could flip the top up and then throw throw the old game on and play as knuckles anyway next story our, you mentioned it already whether or not you know it comes to game pass a little foreshadowing here's the rest of the games coming to game pass in april now we already talked about <coughs> basically the first half of the month's release i don't know if it was last week or the week before but for the second half, we're looking at F1 2021 is available today on EA Play. Need for uh, uh, sorry, as on as part of Game Pass Ultimate with EA Play. That's the cloud version. The download version was already on there. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered is now in the cloud. Turn a boy commits tax evasion is available on cloud console and PC. And I love that they released this on tax day. You know. Oh, uh, this it is it. And then uh, coming soon, Seven Days to Die is coming on cloud console and PC. That's uh, uh, April 26th. Research and Destroy is coming to console and PC April 26th as well. And then Bug Snacks is coming to cloud console and PC April 28th. And Unsold is coming to console and PC April 28th. I saw... <laughs> it's so funny, man. I'm not going to name what, what, what uh, website or, or blog the writer uh writes for but i saw a headline for an article that said that april's game pass lineup is kind of a letdown that was kotaku i'll name them what's wrong with them hold on that here's the thing is i i went through the comments and i was like that's i mean first off bug and they pointed out like bug snacks is really like the the one here um and the the big one right for the second half but like it completely ignores the first half of the month that came out with MLB 22 and yeah. <laughs> a life is strange. And I was just like, all right, so I, I never do this. I went into comments to kind of see, and then I saw someone point out how that same <laughs> writer had wrote an article at either right before April or the beginning of April saying how April's lineup for game pass was really, really good. <laughs> and so it's just like, 
I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not, like, it's not, listen, the, the second half isn't the most exciting. I think it's cool that Bugsnax is on there. I'm actually going to get around to playing it. Um, but you let's just not. need one good game per month. Like, and that, yeah. that is yes. your money's worth. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. And I would argue that there was three great games or three very good games. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, there's also an update. There's touch controls being released for 12 new games. Ben 10, Besieged, Dog and Rock. Dog and Rappa, Trigger Ooh, Happy Havoc, nice. Anniversary Edition, Edge of Eternity, Hitman Trilogy, Lawn Mowing Simulator, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, Paw Patrol, Race with Ryan, Transformers Battlegrounds, Windjammers 2, Zero Escape, The Nunnery Games. Cloud and Touch Controls for Zero Escape, The Nunnery Games is fantastic. It wait, makes wait. the most sense. Is, is native touch different than like on-screen control? Like, is this, like, I can tap on something and it will select it? Uh, it, so, some games do do the extra hoops, right? So, so for some of these games, it will be just, like, there are controls on it. But some games yeah. do go through the extra hoops, and you will find some games that, yeah, you would just tap to, to keep it going. It's kind of like uh, Minecraft Dungeons had its own an entire new control setup for yeah. the touchscreen and stuff like that. And if so, that's the case, I gotta try out Dog and Rumpa because uh, I've been wanting to go back to that. But if have I you just tap with my finger and not use like the that on screen controls, that'd be have great. You, have you ever played any of the Zero games? I think I started uh, one of them. I think it came to mobile. Was it Nine 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 came to mobile? Yeah, yeah, Nine 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 did. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, I think it, and then I was just like, yeah. Uh, I just oh, I don't like playing on mobile too much, yeah. but like. I think what I like about the cloud stuff is it saves, and then if I pick it up on console mm -hmm, mm -hmm. later, it's right there. I I love that franchise. All those games. I I know that there's been three. There's been nine nine nine, uh, zero escapes, and zero and 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 last virtue. I think mm -hmm. those are the three, and I know that I've played through two of them. I just can't remember which ones because it was a, a while ago. Shouldn't I can't... you play it with them in order? <laughs> Well, so I think I played, I must have played 999 first on like the DS and then yeah. played Last Virtue on, that's the one I remember the most is Last Virtue. Okay. And that, that one I believe I played on like the Vita, maybe the PSP, something Do like that. Do you still have your Vita, by the way? I, I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, and then as games come in, some have to leave. Leaving April 30th, we have Cricket 19, Outlast 2, Secret Neighbor, and the previously mentioned Streets of Rage 4. So get in there, give them a shot. To, hey, it might turn out that you love Streets of Rage 4 and then you decide to keep it. You get a 20% discount until oh, by purchasing it until it leaves Game Pass. Yeah. Um, just uh, two things to add. I believe Assassin's Creed Origins and... It has been teased for, for next month. Is that next month? And then yes. For Honor March, Marching Edition or something like that? I th yeah, I think Ubisoft had mentioned that they have... Uh, some of their big old, bigger titles coming yeah. and, and next month, I believe, is one. And then the Shadowrun Trilogy Remaster is coming to Game Pass and Xbox June 21st as well. So it's like, and like that's exciting because those, I think, were released on Sega back in the day. They're renowned for their story and gameplay, and the remaster actually looks really nice. So um, it's, it's a solid summer for Game Pass already. <laughs> Uh, Alright, next bit of news. PS5 controllers just got a lot more usable on PC. PC players can now update DualSense controllers through Sony's Windows app. Um, 
Mm-mm-mm. So, what was I gonna say? Um, so yeah, yeah. Prior prior to this, you just couldn't update on anything other than the PS5, and now there's the ability to do that on uh, Windows 11 and select Windows 10 devices, which is it's, is is great. I mean, listen, yeah. I I'm a I, I've said it on the podcast before. Uh, while I tend to be an I prefer not ten, I prefer the Xbox controller, whether it be the base one or the Elite. Absolutely, the Elite is my favorite. Um, the DualSense is is by far and away the best controller that Sony's ever released. It, it's a very, very good controller. I, don't, I just don't think it's the best. Uh, so if but if some people are coming from PlayStation, they just prefer that layout of that controller and stuff like that. Like this is great news, man. Um, yeah. And it's cool because I think if some of the PC games support the PS5 haptics. Yes. Uh, so if you yes. uh, if you have the DualSense and hook it up to the PC, you'll get you'll get a PS5 to experience uh, yep. a lot of that. Um, uh, what is it uh, like? Uh, I can't remember off the top the, of my but, head. No, I know the Bethesda one that I Ghost, love. Um, Death Loop. No, Death Loop. Thank you. Yes. Death Loop does it. I think I think Ghostwire Tokyo does as well. Yeah. But uh, Death Loop absolutely does. Uh, just a, a quick aside. Uh, you mentioned the Elite controller. Mm-hmm. Um, do your buttons stick or not register? at times on the elite two because i've started to realize that with the elite two controller for me so here and it's really really annoying annoying me like i tried playing elden ring with it yeah and then i tried to roll and it just did not register as so, controllers and it worked flawlessly on all my other controllers so here's the reality is that i don't know about you but for me These companies make certain claims about the uh, durability of their controllers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not. I am clearly not the average use case. Okay, so I go through. I I buy the warranty for the Elite controllers from Best Buy because I go through them every year and a half. Yeah. Like something something goes wrong, and I take care of my controllers. I always put it back on its side. That's one thing I love about the yeah. Elite, especially Elite Two, is that it has that docking. You yeah. just put it on wirelessly charges. Yeah. Um, there's like little dots there, but, put it on the little chart. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I, yeah, I go through one every year and a half. Honestly, I do think it has durability issues. I think all the controllers have durability issues. I think it's more prominent in the elite controller because you are paying so much. It's, right? It just drives me nuts because yeah. it's such a pricey controller and it's a great yep. controller. And yep. the fact that like it just doesn't register, like even in Halo, I was trying to melee someone and it just would not register i was like that's why are all these buttons starting to you're just gonna have to you're just gonna use the paddles man all right next bit of news Uh, xenoblade chronicles 3 gets a new trailer and an earlier release date it i just first off like i I just i just don't i don't okay i i I get it i i'm partially there with you on that um i i still part of me still really wants to experience these games uh like i'm still i think i'm like 40 percent my way through the first one um i'm just shocked they bumped this up two months like this game was ready to go uh it, it looks cool like if you turn off the volume and you don't hear anyone speak <laughs> i mean i kind of agree with you right every time yeah. these trailers Every time these trailers come out and they start showing stuff up, in the, in the very beginning of them, I'm always like, before I know what the game is, I'm always like, I don't know, this this stuff is, looks kind of cool. And then like 20 seconds in, I'm like, oh. And then, t- and then someone, 
men- mentions one of those mechs. I yeah. forget. Or Bi- Bionis, I think it's called. I don't know. They say that, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. But, like, I- the people that have beaten these games love these games. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, just... I res- listen, I respect that. I'm not going to yuck your yum. If this is what you're into, this is what you're into. It's just but not like, for me. Look at, the, look at this UI for a second. It is cluttered. Yeah, it's a mess. Imagine playing this in handheld mode. Yep. It, it, it is... N- no shot. That being said, yeah. those who are interested, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes to Switch on July 29th. So um, that means Splatoon might hit September if that... I mean, I I thinking. I have no idea what their lineup looks like yeah. now with them coming out and saying that the Breath of the Wild sequel is delayed, like is that indefinitely into twenty twenty three. So they still and have so, some tune. They yeah. still got Fire Emblem Warriors um, coming out the for three houses, um, and then they have Pokemon. I think Pokemon's their big blockbuster for the end of the year. They're Oh uh, yeah, they still got strike. They got, Nintendo's got a nice lineup. They got strikers as well, um, in a few months. And was that June? Oh, uh, it's so- solid. Like I like I like the fact that N- Nintendo just comes out and is like, hey, um, yeah, <laughs> here's a game uh, so, that you weren't expecting. <laughs> so speaking, of, uh, one of the things we Nintendo, one of the things I'm excited about is that with me going to this wedding by myself this weekend and gonna have a lot of time, like you know, in the hotel alone and stuff like that. Uh, I'm definitely bringing the Switch, and I. We'll have Kirby and the uh, Forgotten Lands with me at the time, so, so we'll so see. So you Kirby in mouthful mode in a hotel room. Okay, you know what? You're 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 a child. I can't, I can't, I can't do with you. All right. Um, sticking with Nintendo, it turns out that uh, at some point we all see our heroes fall, right? Yeah. Nintendo hit with labor complaints. Fired worker alleges union intimidation. A worker has accused Nintendo and staffing agency Aston Carton of violating the National Labor Relations Act, according to a National Labor Relations Board docket published Monday. Uh, Axios was the first, apparently, to report the complaint. The unnamed worker alleges that Nintendo and Aston Carter engaged in concerted activities like retaliation towards firing, refusing to hire, or disciplining organized workers. Coercive actions like surveillance of those workers and coercive statements such as threats or promises of benefits. Uh, the lawsuit was filed this past Monday, and details included in these documents were not immediately available to the public. Um, yeah, I mean, like... It's disappointing to see out of Nintendo, but it's also... If you've been following the news in general, like, it's not just Nintendo, it's like Starbucks, it's Amazon. You just keep on hearing these union stories. Like, uh, hiring like, these union buster companies and stuff like that. Yeah, and... The funny part, too, is I feel like if the bigger corporations didn't try pushing back so much, you probably wouldn't see... Like, I feel like it's the the Streisand effect. Like, they keep on trying to push these people, and they make them, like, they they fire somebody, and that person just gets all this national news and coverage about, like, these um, anti-union allegations from the company. Like, Starbucks is a a huge one. in the news lately and it, it, it's it's mind-boggling like it, it's it's rough out there man like yeah i will like, say like a gallon of gas like, not, yeah like a gallon of gas is almost like five bucks from where yeah. i'm at and it, it, it's getting harder and harder and like companies aren't paying 
they, yeah. they really aren't paying. And you hear, like, like I've been to places that are like, yeah, nobody wants to work. I'm like, well, what are you offering? <laughs> like, yeah, why would anyone take that when it doesn't even cover the bare minimum costs? Yeah. Uh, at this point, it is important to remember, although we have no reason to doubt this person's claim, that these are just allegations. Uh, apparently, the unnamed worker alleged that they were discharged or fired after the worker joined or supported a labor organization, and that the worker alleges that the firing was completed in order to discourage union activities and or membership. Now, I can tell you anecdotally from personal experiences that sometimes when people lose their jobs, uh, they don't always... While 90% of me believes that this is accurate, right? There is 10% of me that's just like, ah, eh, it could just be someone who's like disgruntled, you know? Yeah. And like got fired for something totally different and just also happened to be engaging in this stuff, you know? Um, that being said, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this, if anything, right? Yeah. 100%. All right. And that wraps up this week's news. Uh, like Bilal mentioned earlier, there was, there's for some other things like, the leaks and more information about the potential Halo Infinite Battle Royale. But until we get some actual like details, details on that, um, it's it's all with a grain of salt. I think some of the information that came out was like, it looks like there'll be uh, squads and trios as options yeah, and, and maybe screen, solos. I screenshotted some, some of this stuff because yeah. uh, I thought I would bring it up but i wasn't thinking clearly <laughs> yeah uh, when i did uh yeah so it's called uh tatanka that's um, like the code name yeah yeah code name tatanka it has uh different lobby sizes uh, where it's uh tatanka with 100 bots last team wins 25 teams of four 60 bots last team wins 28 teams of three yeah uh free for all with 60 bots uh, and then free for all with a hundred bots. So I my guess, guess testing. Exactly. That's my yeah. guess is that as far as that little bit of information is concerned is they're just testing to figure out what feels right for yeah. a solo, um, battle royale. So there's like containment zone stuff that you can, uh, edit. Uh, there's respawn tokens, a sudden death, uh, bleed out, revives, executions, zone, revive, revive time, execute time. So it's like there's uh, a lot, and and this is this is from the like I believe from the game code itself. Listen, uh, I I said it before. Yeah. I think Halo is perfectly set up to do an amazing battle royale, and I I hope they do it right. I I would love an excuse to regularly be in there. Now whether it be them releasing more maps, them releasing this new battle royale mode, whatever it may be, just give me a reason to be in there on a regular basis, and that's what battle royales do, man. Seriously, like. More than any other game mode out there, in my opinion, it just gives you a reason to keep coming back, you know? Yeah. Uh, outside of maybe, you know, like MOBAs. I don't know what it is, but something about that 5v5 or, you know, 44, whatever it is your MOBA type is, um, that keeps it engaging. And I think what it is actually is that they are longer experiences. I think there's something about sitting down and having a 20 minute match, 20 minute match versus like a six minute Slayer, you know, that, uh, just makes you keep coming back because it makes you more invested in the individual outcomes. And I, yeah, I always forget how much fun it is when it gets down to the wire, and like your heart rate just ticks up oh, a little bit, like and your there, hands get a little bit sweaty. Yeah, there are times nervous. It's, it's so much. It's so much fun. There are times where I have clutched up scenarios that were, uh, you know, my adrenaline was through the roof and my hands are shaking afterwards. 
like I, I'm like I, I'm trying to breathe and calm down afterwards, and I, you just don't get that feeling. In my opinion, you just don't get that feeling in you know Slayer and stuff like that. Um, so I'm excited for this. I hope it comes. I hope it comes sooner rather than later. And that wraps up this week's news and, and this week's podcast. Belong, why don't you let people know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N. Uh, you can also follow The Workprint over at The Workprint uh, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Twitch, and uh, search The Workprint on Facebook uh, to follow that page there. We got lots of stories going up uh, over on the site, theworkprint.com, uh, including... Uh, Marvel Squirrel Girl, uh, the unbeatable radio show. Uh, you know, the new, if you haven't seen the new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, we got that up there, as well as Moon Knight reviews, one this week's, which I'm probably going to publish right after this um, from, I think Josh is doing it. We have Christian, who's up at PAX East this week uh, as well. And so I'll see if we can get possibly get him on to talk what, he's experienced up there uh i think even as we were doing the podcast now he messaged going uh something like there's a bunch of review review codes uh that these indies are given my way and i was like i i don't know if we have time to Mm -hmm. uh, tackle those but well you know we'll see what we can do uh i just listen i like i said i just need these companies to say it's okay for us to do a stream slash review of it yeah and then if that's the case i'm i'm all for it let's go i'll beat your game and then do a stream and talk about it you know for an hour hour and a half two hours if you want i am just not i'm never writing another review again (laughs) (laughs) well i got one to write up or maybe do a video review i'll i'll see how that all pans out all right Uh, yeah um yeah and yeah uh the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming service or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, look up the work print, give us a like, comment, subscribe. Uh, I think all those apply <laughs> uh, to it. Uh, yeah, uh, it goes a long way. I would truly appreciate it. And uh, thank you to everyone in this live stream chat over at twitch.tv slash the work print on Wednesday nights at nine. Uh, really enjoy uh, having a crowd out here for the show. Uh, Rob, how about you? <laughs> As always, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Uh, I won't be streaming until next week, so you won't see me on the site until then. As I stated, I'm going to be out of town for a wedding, and I am leaving either tomorrow evening or Friday morning. I haven't decided yet. Um, it's just a matter of if I want to go by to see all my family members in the area or not, you know. Um... Thank you guys so much for hanging out and watching us live. Those who listen after the fact, thank you for listening to us and supporting us. Honestly, as as much as I enjoy doing the live stream, I really take the most pride in the audio-only version just because we have done so much to try to make that as uh, pleasant an experience as possible. And so that I'm very, very proud of. Uh, Bilal, thank you, man, for getting on here, for holding down the fort. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I came into the podcast pretty pretty hot was kind of all over the place and i and you actually helped me calm down and and settle in and so i appreciate you for that man no problem man none at all i love doing this
Um, and uh, yeah, we're at episode 96. I just mentioned episode 100 is around the corner. Uh, we are going to be doing a giveaway of sorts. So make sure you, you, you tell people, or, I mean, you could not, I guess, give yourself a better <laughs> chance of, of winning, but I'd appreciate it if you told as many people as possible and uh, we'll make it worthwhile for, your, for people to be in here. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up. Uh, shout out to anybody looking for two-player board games. Uh, Radlands is, 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 is pretty cool. It's a nice little strategy card game. Uh, my wife and I played for the first time today and she owes me a rematch because uh, she beat me in. I, I want to blame the fact that neither of us, we were still learning the game. Um, outside of that, um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. Well, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.